listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab Podcast. I have Tanya and Gail here. So ladies, why don't you each give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund? Tanya, why don't you, we go first with you? Sure, sure. I'm Tanya Rolf. Thank you. Tanya Rolf and Managing Partner at Her Capital. Gail? And I'm Gail, the other Managing Partner at Her Capital. Wonderful. So, Gail, we'll start with you. What inspired you to become a venture capitalist or an investor? I have to say my daughter. I was a banker, investment banking, did all the deals, and I thought that perhaps it was an anomaly that I was the only whatever woman, person of color in the room most of the time. And then I had my daughter and I realized, actually, it's not that unusual this is what women, girls who grow up to be women in future experience every day in business. And what does that mean for the rest of us? If when we have businesses changing the way we live and work and play and not having women in the driver's seat, innovating and designing the world for women, I think venture capital is where it's a turnkey tool, a part of the ecosystem that enables that scale, enables that impact. And I want that impact to be inclusive. And that's how we ended up starting a fund to back female founders. That's awesome. Tanya, what inspired you to become an investor? It, was, it wasn't exciting a scale story. It was a, a move from Europe to Singapore. So from London to Singapore. And I just had two children very close together. They were very small and I had a passion for gender equality from my legal days where there are, much like Gail's finance industry and the legal industry and senior roles, virtually no women either. So I had that within me and then moved to Singapore and it felt like a great time. New country, new start, new continent, new everything, do something different. And that's where I bumped into Gail and we joined forces. Awesome. I love that. Sometimes you're just the only woman in the room and that's just how it is. And sometimes you're the only female VC in the room as well. So Tanya, why don't you tell me about a little bit about your investment thesis and I'll ask Gail about the motivation for the thesis. Sure. So we are obviously female-led fund and 
as most of us know in the venture capital space. We tend to invest in those that in businesses and products and services and, and people that we recognize and know. And so for us, we're investing in female founders and in women-led companies, predominantly across Southeast Asia or in a few other key markets, which I'll get to in a second. But we are we require there to be one woman in the founding team. Mm-hmm. And we focused on primarily on female consumer and consumer technology. Mm-hmm. And then we also do a portion of our fund is focused on social impact. And the, there's a small portion of our fund. It's also technology of the future. So we're looking at particularly this year, we've noticed a, a huge um, amount of deals in the education technology space. HR technology, and but still rather agnostic in, in that portion of the fund. So as I said, around 80% of our fund is likely to be operationed here in Southeast Asia. And then we have a couple of key sort of carve-outs where we're looking in North America, Hong Kong and Australia. We see a lot of talent in those three geographies, particularly around female health, which is an area of interest for the fund. Awesome. So, Gail, what is the motivation behind the thesis? Sure. I think the geographic one is obvious, so I'll start there. We're here. We're on the ground. I'm from Singapore, and this is an untapped market. We tend to lag the, the U.S. When I moved back from the States to Singapore, I was I had five different ideas just, take, just looking at things that were mainstream in the U.S. to bring to Asia, and I think that's still the case in when it comes to certain innovations. So we see this as a market that, that is untapped for many companies further, further afoot. And then there's a rising consumer class and spend and earnings in this part of the world to tap. I think more fundamentally, we want to back the female vision, as I was saying, which is underrepresented and oftentimes underestimated. And so that really has the biggest impact when it comes to serving women's needs, hence the consumer focus, mm-hmm. and also you know, innovating problems that women tend to understand better. For example, caregiving for elderly or for the young or healthcare in general. Who's handling that for all the families and households in this part of the world tends to be women. And so mm-hmm. they're best placed to stitch together or see the connections between public and private and innovate solutions that will truly work and address our, you know, 17 urgent problems that faces humanity as defined by the UN SDGs. That's the thinking behind the the two verticals. And I think on the third, the sort of a more general tech-driven one, it's an obvious one. We don't want to miss that. And I think female founders in those spaces tend to have to battle unconscious bias or they're paired compared to their louder, more aggressive male counterparts. And we believe we're uniquely suited to diligence them and to support them post-investment. Excellent. Excellent. So Gail, I'll start with you on this question and I'll come back to you, Tanya. What are you currently learning or listening to or reading? How are you developing yourself? Yeah, there's a lot out there, isn't it? Yes. So I try to get a handle of it. I, I, I would think of it, I would think of the inputs into my brain in a, in a couple buckets. One, I need to be inspired. And this is a, this is not a journey. 
as founders, but also in VC and the startups that we work. This is not for the faint-hearted, and, and we need to absolutely to, not to what uh, gets us out of bed. So one place I draw a lot of inspiration from is the CEO podcast. Oh, okay. Um, I'm part of that network, oh. and they showcase ventures or they mm-hmm. talk about the systemic issues around women funding women. That is always uplifting, so that's important. The other is just staying on top of you know, industry trends. That's a little bit more boring, but necessary for work, I think. That can vary. Like, I rely on my feed a lot, and I make sure I follow the right people on social to get that, that top t- thinking. Awesome. Yeah. And, and then lastly, I think, is personal development, right? We always need to grow as investors. You may have strengths in certain fields, but, but we, we need to try and be rounded. So for mm-hmm. me, it's, I, I work on something every year around uh, a skill I'd like to develop. Right now, it's about following energy, like a personal practice. Following energy, if someone sends an email or I get someone runs an idea by me, how do I follow that energy in a way that builds it, that mm-hmm. amplifies it, right? Mm-hmm. Or before I would sit in my inbox or I'd forget about it or I'll circle back three months later, which isn't quite the same. So, yeah, that's a practice for me. But that's interesting. How do you, how do you allocate your energy to certain things versus not versus other things? It's an, an interesting practice. You need to stay on top of that in this day explosion. It can be very difficult because there's multiple channels of uh, communication now. And so which ones do you prioritize over others? And like you say, which one do you give your energy to? And how do you move certain things forward? And it's not six months later. (laughs) Timing, right? That's balance. Big piece. Yeah. Tanya, same for you. What are you currently listening to or learning or reading? I've been asked this question before after Gail's answered and I really, I find it really hard after Gail's answered this because she's so thoughtful and she thinks about her year ahead and she plans and she executes and she is is spot on usually and I'm the complete opposite and I'll be honest, I feel like the last probably three months of my life has been one everyday constant learning curve and learning journey launching a venture capital fund for the first time and yeah that's absolutely uh, a learning journey (laughs) I I'm not sure I have any space (laughs) for anything else in my when I finish and I lead our fundraising efforts so I do a lot of calls with like Europe and US in the evenings and so when I close my laptop at 11 p.m or whatever Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to do is learn about something else. I've been learning since 8 a.m. Like I can't learn. I, I've nothing left. Got so it. actually for me, it's about escapism at the moment. And I'm trying to find a balance because everything I'm doing in, in the business is, is a learning journey. For me, it's actually clinging to things that bring me a little bit of balance. Well, that's, a, that's a learning my mind. Yeah, that's yeah. a learning right there. Hey, I need balance. That's a huge learning. And I think sometimes... We don't think about that. Like, how do we get that balance? Yeah. We have to do, and we have to take that for ourselves. Because as women, we give a lot of ourselves. And then, like you said, at the end of the day, I'm kind of done. 
But then when you have time for anything else, like your kids or yourself, or we have to take care of ourselves. We have to give ourselves permission to do that. I think sometimes we don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I think this year as well, with everything being online, Mm -hmm. is great in a way, but also I do feel like I cram more in. Um, So that the need for balance is, is even more present certainly in my life you have to learn it's funny when this happened and everyone think online I was totally non-impacted because I'd already virtualized myself years ago so to migrate to becoming virtual was like very simple an easy transition everyone didn't have as easy a transition so you didn't have the routines and the cores that you would normally have if you had other structures. Okay, I have to go out, so I have to start. You still have those same cores. It's just now it applies to remote Mm. life. And then, okay, I still have to remember to eat sometimes. Oh, got to get my lunch and everything. But I forgot to eat when I was out anyway. So that might just be a normal thing. But I I agree, you have to have these your your different structures built in with everything more virtualized. Mm. Yes. Yeah, Otherwise, you just got, you're like you say, you go from 8 to 11. I've done that multiple days. 8 to 11, you're like, wow, the day is over. What did I do? Sometimes I'm like, what did I even get done? Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. I'm there. All right, ladies. Tanya, you're first mm-hmm. on this one. In two years, when me and you and Gail are speaking again, how will you have seen venture capital or investing evolve? I'm going to answer that in a very narrow way because it's what I really care about, which is female fund managers actually getting funded. And that's my personal challenge at Her Capital, as I mentioned, in charge of leading our fundraising efforts. And I am doing what I can to right now, not just for me, but for it's important for us as a fund to get our fund off the ground, but it's really important as well, in particularly in this region in Southeast Asia, where there are not, there's not a lot of female-led, female-focused funds, in, mm-hmm. you know, supporting female founders. So I want to make a success of her capital to show other women, other fund managers, emerging managers or otherwise, to launch their own funds and support female founders. And so two years on, I want to see the that three percent of female founder that female founders have access to in venture capital I want to see that increased and I want to be part of that awesome Gail in two years Uh, when we're sitting down (laughs) how do you see venture capital having evolved I'd certainly echo what Tanya said I think I have a bigger aspirational wish for VC I don't know if it will be accomplished in two years but there's, you may have seen articles and commentary around what's broken in VC. Uh, many, multiple. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't, it's it. funny. I don't really look at what's broken. I'm like, I, you have to create your own thing. We know it's broken. So yeah, like we can well, concentrate on that and complain about that all we want. It's not going to f- solve anything. <laughs> in the end, I'm an engineer. I'm just like, we got to fix the whole thing. So let's just do something else. Create, so, Create what it should be. Yes, I, I think alternatives will start to question the status quo mm-hmm. and, and cause that reflection or internal shift in mindset, right? What? Mm-hmm. So here's my executive coach uh, training coming up. Like I'm a believer that it's inside out 
and mm-hmm. you can you can a fund can run gender initiatives or diversity initiatives, but if it's not inside out, it's just it doesn't carry through. It looks good, but it doesn't translate to the returns to enhance relationship, whatever it is that they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see more partners, like-minded VCs who are founder-friendly, who perhaps are willing to engage in the inquiry of, um, is there bias in our approach? How are we leaving people out, right? And leaving money right. on the table. Because we can't do this alone as a fund. Say we, ra- we, do ra- we raise our fund and we're a success, but our capital loan doesn't shift that across the board. Partners in later stage funds to right. work with and to pass our founders on to. So that's what I would like to see. Ecosystem it's, building, that's what I exactly. call it. You gotta build yeah. you gotta build the whole you gotta make a whole stack. Like wherever you're slotted, you have to then say, okay, I need the next level and the next level. And really you need two or three or four levels up. You don't just need one. You need multiple because you want the next one and then the next one and then the next one to like carry your founders forward. And those are hard to find sometimes, but. We see that too, right? Starting from addressing female consumers, we need female founders, we need female founders funded. And then these funds also need LPs who can see that impact. You need the LPs and then you need, like you said, then you need the next next level of fund, then the next level of fund, then the next level of fund even beyond that, so. Yeah. yeah, it's a big, it's a lot of ecosystem building that needs to be done. If you look at Silicon Valley, even though we know it's broken, they did do one thing. They created a massive ecosystem. So if you get plugged in there, you can get funded. You, they have various resources, I call them resources beyond just money, where they, mm-hmm. it's a very mature way that they've created that. So we have to just create that for ourselves, in essence, like that kind of ecosystem, not necessarily the same bias and all that but yeah but that's not trivial not at all (laughs) (laughs) it's not trivial, but it's not impossible it's just it's something that everyone has to be mindful like we start to be mindful about it okay if we're going to start doing these things how do we start plugging these other things in how do we start moving these things along we have to start really being mindful about it and then start executing on it at some point that's all we can do I do see green shoots. There's definitely awareness. And if you think about how Mm -hmm. far sustainable investing as a theme has come in the last two years and how much it's talked about now and what's shifting. All companies have ESGs. Google did a green bond. Amazon has their own fund. We're into the sustainability in our fund as, as well. We actually have our companies do sustainability plans for a year. So they have to be very green, even if they're a tech company. We've got some techniques they can do to make sure that they're sustainable outside of the female gender balance portion and the other parts we have. But everyone is on the ESG. If you're not doing that, I don't think you'll get funded and I don't think you'll have customers at some point. That's the way and, we see and it. And that's remarkable from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I true. Draw, I draw hope from that. Awesome. Tanya, how do people get in contact with you? Um, super active on LinkedIn. That is the best way to get in contact with me. So Tanya awesome. Wolf on LinkedIn. Awesome. Gail, how about you? LinkedIn is great. Gail Wong or Gail at hercapital.vc. Awesome. 
So thank you so much, Tanya and Gail from Her Capital for being my guest on the Female VC Lab podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N dot com to find out more. Find us on Apple on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.